What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Serviceable Starter Podcast. My name is Andrew Irvin. I'm joined by Austin Taylor, Kyle Frazier, and Sasai Alarcon Cabanas. What's, What's up, boys? Yo. What's up, man? TGIF. It's a draft Friday. What's going on? We're straight chilling. You guys have some picks to discuss. We're going to go through these in order, but um, just just as a starter, how did you feel about this virtual draft this week or uh, last night? How, how do you – it was interesting. It, all the draft uh, – all the picks felt textbook, but for the most part, it was very – take. I was very taken away by the way it was being operated. I didn't even see a glimpse of Goodell. I don't, I don't know if you guys did. I, I was watching random YouTube streams, but um, – Kyle, how was how was your experience with the virtual draft? How did you take it in? Obviously, it was like something we've never seen before with, you know, everybody at home. Um, and I saw plenty of Goodell. I'm pretty sure I speak for everybody. It's probably too much of him. He was – Okay. On ESPN? Yeah, NFL Network and ESPN kind of did a, okay. a joint feed. And he was in his basement. And to be honest, it was kind of cheesy. It was kind of <laughs> cheesy. Uh, he – he was encouraging the, the fans at home to boo him from the TV, and he was hugging. Oh, yeah, and no. hugging players through the TV. It just had extra queso to me. <clears throat> oh my goodness! Okay, I liked I, it. I thought it was really I cool. So... I, I really liked that he that he made the fans okay. feel. I like That's that cool. he made the fans feel important again. You know, we've been missing sports for so long, and just to see him at least try to make us feel somewhat. It's obviously, it's, it's, it's not going to be the way it is if it is in person, but at least I think I give him props for trying, and I give props to the NFL for at least trying to give us a, a better, you know, product than what I, I anticipated. So I was really happy with it. I was super stoked. I loved the whole thing. Awesome. Yeah, so it was you, definitely a little cheesy, but but I, yeah, I, I it like sounded where, like I it. like where Goodell was coming from, like because obviously every year the fans boo him, and it was kind of funny to see him. Say, come on, guys! I can't hear you boo and stuff like that. So don't get me I wrong. I thought it was pretty I, cool. I was. I felt like it still went down, but I mean, it was. I, I just hope it's the last time we ever have to do it like that. Um, I don't know. Um, I I felt like I was watching the picks right after. Yeah, so I saw um, the Simmons pick, which we'll discuss. But you know, the Jet fan, the Jets fans are always in Goodell's ear every single time, no matter what stage he takes. And it would have been cool to see him on the the fountains at the Bellagio uh, yesterday. And this still continuing on today in a packed strip and in the complete opposite. It's dead quiet. But like when when the Jets when the Jets pick went up and he picked Beckton instead of Werfs. Because uh, every I was watching um the Fox YouTube live stream with Jay Glazer and one of their guys that they had um and it was honestly I'd, I I couldn't turn it off quick enough because I just really wanted to see the the Niners pick all your guys's teams picks for the most part and then just like kind of get out of there because I couldn't find a very good um stream of of like takes and and interactive uh, draftness that I like that's why I, I didn't see a glimpse of Goodell and um. I should have probably uh, dwelled YouTube a little bit today at work and tried to find some clips of him being cheesy or corny or for, for, for good measure, like as, as long as he's trying, but yeah, no surprise here. Joe Burrow goes number one, Chase Young, number two. Um, we were talking about it in our group text, pretty textbook by all means, just um, going by the numbers basically of, of all these guys. Um, it seems like as the second round is going on right now, um, Bengals with the first pick of that round as well got T Higgins from Clemson who's who's an absolute stud one of my favorite college players um he I feel he'll add a lot of youth to that wide receiver group that with um Green and Boyd I John Ross feel it, it's gonna yeah yeah all oh, the speed yes and it's gonna be interesting because I saw today that Burrow and um Dalton are gonna be fighting for that position Sasai, who do you see week one starter for the Bengals? Probably probably Joe Burrow because I feel like Zach Taylor is going to be so inclined Ooh. to start somebody who has the track record that, that Burrow has coming out of college. Like, why, don't you, why wouldn't you start a guy like that? But this is, this is tough to answer, too, though, because with, with camp pending, uh, camp's fate pending, we don't know how the guy's going to throw the ball and how he's going to operate. So, but – but just pure speculation with nothing else to offer, not even camp dates, you're going with Burrow. 
I, I I think he's gonna start, but I wouldn't go with him personally. I I, I would love for him to. Uh, Carson Palmer was elected number one overall back in 03 for the Bengals, and he sat under uh, entire year under under John Kitna, and he turned out to be a pretty good starter for the Bengals. So, uh, I I think what they should do is is yeah. definitely start Andy Dalton. You know, a couple games if you, if, you know they go zero and three, zero and four, put the kid in yeah, by any means. The typical. But, uh, I I don't see why yeah. it wouldn't be beneficial for Joe Burrow to. To be to be to back up somebody who's been in the league for so long and, and a quarterback who's had some pretty good success, you know, obviously the last couple of years haven't been that well how you imagine, but I, it wouldn't be a bad idea to, to to start Dalton and have you know Burrow learn underneath his wing. It wouldn't be a bad idea, but I doubt it's going to happen in this day and age in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, uh, it it it'd be interesting to see him start Week One, Dalton. I wonder how many guys are going to vouch for him in in amongst this new regime with Taylor and everything. Like, I wonder how if Green is going to vouch for Dalton. If if we're going to see like, well, of course, pending camp and everything. Like, if Green starts catching passes from um, Burrow in uh, in practice, if he's going to be like, "Yo, this kid, he he's got what it takes. I, I feel really good." Or if he's going to be like, "No, Dalton's still my guy." So it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Tua Tungavailoa taken uh, by the Dolphins. That's a that was almost. I feel like that's been talked about since 2018, like <laughs> since late. Uh, yeah, basically. So that <laughs> one came to fruition, and now we'll get to our boys' picks. We got Austin representing the Chargers. We got Sasai representing the Cardinals, and uh, Kyle talking about the Niners. So we're gonna start with the Chargers. Justin Herbert, six six QB out of Oregon. Huge, huge pick. What 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 uh, says you about his position to start Week One over Tyrod Taylor? Uh, I think they're definitely going to battle. I think there's going to be a real battle for that starting position because I, I I've heard Anthony Lillian say uh, he wants Tyrod as a starter for 2020, uh, but at the same time, we've got a we've got a pretty good uh, collegiate quarterback in Justin Herbert. He has put up some great stats in college. He's got a great upside. There is some holes that he needs to fill in, but um, he'll, he's definitely more of a work in progress at this current time. So I feel like we're going to kind of leap towards Tyrod Taylor to start. Uh, but I mean, if he outshines, if he, if he gets outshined in, in training camp, I, I can see it going either way, honestly. Gotcha. Yeah. So this is something I didn't know. Um, this isn't what I was talking about earlier. That's going to, um, that Kyle's uh, segment, but uh, Shane Steichen, he's both the offensive coordinator and the QB coach. Um, yes, sir. Yeah, and uh, that's it, it's interesting because Rivers under 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 somebody like that, it's it's it shows good, very good promise that of Herbert's um how he's going to flourish in this as a professional, like going up against Tyrod Taylor. It's it it makes me wonder, like it with the height and everything. How how tall is Tyrod Taylor? Because I feel like the height has has a huge. Oh, I, I feel like it's, I think he's nowhere near. Just no, oh, sure. he's six one. But yeah, no, no, he's he's nowhere near. Yeah, exactly. It's like to me that's being <clears throat> five eight, like on my tippy toes, seeing those two guys. But yeah, I feel Herbert really liked him in at Oregon. I really felt. I, I watched a lot of his games. I watched a lot of his games, honestly. When um. I had I have the ESPN app on my Xbox and I would I would do the Skycam view of him taking the snap and running that high that like high velocity very you know no huddle Oregon offense and like I kind of fell in love with the way he plays and and just seeing his his breakdown of his of everything his uh, checkdowns to his receivers and his running backs it's a it's a different league of course we all know that that doesn't need to be stressed or anything we don't need to talk about um, how. He operated at Oregon. He's completely starting fresh, but I feel like he will adjust very well. He's got a strong arm for Dude, sure. Yeah. Definitely. You can compare his arm strength to, to Patrick Mahomes, honestly. I, I saw him – I saw a tape on him doing like a 60-yard a flat-footed throw in the air. Dude's got He's a, a cannon, stud. So. Yeah. He, you're, I, I, think, yeah. I think accuracy would be his, his biggest issue because I, I can see him at times he overthrows, but players – he misses players in the end zone, stuff like that, so – but I think that's something that can be easily worked on at the same time, and that can be held by um, their QB coach, who we spoke about. They he that as long as we just get this thing going and and they start um, getting out there on the field and practicing together, hopefully, 
I think Herbert will make tremendous progress. Moving on, um, two picks later, we had the Arizona Cardinals selecting Isaiah Simmons, the stud linebacker from Clemson. Sasai, uh, I, 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 tell I, me what I you was... – I, I, we, we know what you think, but tell everybody what you think. Boy, all I'm saying – Chandler Jones all Jr. All I'm saying is watch out. He's coming for – he's coming for everybody. <laughs> think about this. Okay, think about this. Coming last for year, Last year – he played 17 snaps, cornerback number one, 286 snaps, slot corner, 218 snaps as a safety, 121 snaps as an inside linebacker, and 160 snaps as an outside linebacker. They they wow. they asked they asked wow. him during his press conference at the combine, "What position do you play?" He you know what he just said, defense. That's all he said. Defense. I, was, have, <laughs> I didn't hear that quote, but I was just about is, to say he that. Is, he okay, is like literally awesome. the epitome of a hybrid player. He there's no position for him. If he even wanted to mess around and put my defensive tackle, he put on just a tackle. Like, are you kidding me? Like, he's played every position in in the defensive scheme. This is yeah. insane. Like, I I had a feeling that he would drop, but I also was really scared. There's why why wouldn't the Panthers have taken this guy? I don't know what they saw that they were like, we're gonna skip on this guy. The Panthers are so notoriously known. We're taking defensive players. They just lost Luke. They just lost Luke Keekley to retirement. Why wouldn't they take? He literally they gift. They put him in a box. They give wrapped it. They gift wrapped it and true. said, "Here's a present for us. What we did to you in 2015, 50 scoring over 50 points to you guys. Have fun. Take this guy because that, that literally couldn't <laughs> have been the, you know such a great gift from them. I'm so excited they took him. And this guy, he ran a four three nine, a four three nine, weighing t- almost 240 pounds. And he's six foot four. I mean, this guy is literally—he's—he's he's such a freak. He's, he's a, a freak of nature. He—he can cut. He can cover wide receivers. He can cover tight ends. He, you know, he can literally go in there and rush the quarterback. He plays amazing special teams. I doubt they'll put him on special teams though, because I'm pretty sure week one he's going to be on that field. 100 percent week one he's on that field. Starting, yeah, starting opposite. So opposite channel. Yeah, it's, he's going to be. It's going to be. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see how Vance Joseph is going to implement him into that defense. I feel he's he's in very good hands too. Vance Joseph, um, we saw his head coaching career. It didn't. It he he had he had struggles, but not all on him. It's just just the way it plays out in the league. But an an incredibly com- competent, more than competent defensive coordinator, and I feel that they're going to put him in big spots to succeed. And it's going to be. It's gonna be fun to watch. Not not so much two two games a year for Kyle and I, but it's I'm I'm always gonna be looking at him. I, w- I was gonna say number eleven, but who knows what number he picks? It's not college, but yeah, we're all gonna, we're all gonna be looking at Simmons, and I I can't believe yeah, that's a, an amazing point about the Panthers just losing out on Luke and not taking this guy just to be the future leader of the defense. So they took uh they took who was it Derek. They took, they took uh, Derek they had, Brown they took a, from Auburn, tackle, I mean, which is not a bad pick. It's, it, yeah, it is, a, it is a very yeah, it's a very Panthers pick to pick a defensive tackle. But I mean, you pass up on this guy. This guy can literally play any any anybody that gets injured. You could lose a you could lose a slot cornerback to injury. This guy can step in for him. You could lose your middle linebacker. This guy can step in for a middle linebacker. I mean, all these positions that you could possibly lose, and you have this guy to take over. It's just ridiculous. I'm super stoked with the pick. Um, I'm I'm kind of. You know, I know they needed a tackle. They need somebody to protect Murray. I know they needed it. But but when this guy was still on the board at number eight, there's just, there was just no way they skipped over this guy. Yeah. Can't pass no him way, up. Man. No, <laughs> way, no way. But I'm super stoked. You, you look at him and you compare him. Like, you, you you compare him to someone in the NFL. You look at Derwin James. Like, man, Derwin James is everywhere on that charge yeah. defense. So, to have, to have someone like that on the Cardinals – Insane. I mean, you have, yeah. I mean, you have him on the same field as Buddha Baker and Derwin James. Yeah, you know, you have him on the same field. as He Buda. was that kind of stud in college as well. Yeah, exactly. You know, and 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 his uh, yeah. I believe his draft Derwin James's draft grade was ninety nine, and Isaiah Simmons was ninety five. So they're not they're not that far out. I mean, a lot of the they have a lot of the same numbers. They had a lot of the same numbers in college. I mean, yeah, they absolutely compare him to Derwin James. And and when they asked him who who does he model himself, you know, the players that he models himself around. He said Derwin, Derwin James, and he said uh, Tyron Matthew. So, and I see it, I see it in him, and, and you yeah, know, and I'm, just, I'm super excited, and I, I just think that 
they just I feel like the Cardinals had I mean just a great offseason. I mean, if you think about the offseason they've had so far, I mean, oh my goodness, they've totally aced it. Especially after this, they've aced the offseason. I mean, they added, like I said, DeAndre Hopkins. They got another outside backer, Devin Kennard. You know, they have Jordan Phillips from the Bills, defensive yep. tackle. They have Isaiah Simmons now. I mean, you, you're going to put him on a field with Buda Baker, with Patrick Peterson, with Jordan Hicks. I mean, I mean that defense has to ball out next year. They have no other choice. They just have no choice but to ball out next year. Yeah, their stock is shot up so much, uh, tripled what what it was before uh, before the Super Bowl was played for sure. So the NFC West is deep it is deep, it is unfair deep, to be in that deep, division deep, deep. it is as unfair yes to be it's the division. best division in football 100 um i'd be remiss to not speak about our now hometown team uh, the first ever las vegas raiders draft pick in in history uh henry ruggs the third from alabama nice speed it felt like it felt like this pick was made by al davis from the grave he just he was all he said during during drafts was like pick me give me the fastest guys Give me the fastest, most bruising guys, and I want the I want the, those guys on my team. So they went with Rugs with Lamb and uh, Judy on the board. Judy wouldn't go till uh, fifteen, but before we talk about that, before we go down the board a little bit more, we're gonna speak to Kyle about their number, uh, the San Francisco 49ers' fourteenth uh, overall pick, Javon Kinlaw, defensive tackle. Kyle, what says you about? this addition to the defense. Yeah, so coming into the draft, there was a lot and a lot of buzz of the Niners possibly trading out of the pick, and they eventually did, but just one – They, Yeah, they did. Yeah, one, I, yeah, yeah I just one pick that. back. Instead of 13, they went with 14, and that allowed Tampa to, you know, trade up once and get get a guy they wanted. Uh, but the Niners, they got that pick from Indianapolis originally, so um, in doing so, they dealt DeForest Buckner to Indy, so they pretty much filled that spot with Kinlaw. And – Initially, I thought this was the year that John Lynch would kind of let Shanahan take the wheel and draft the offensive weapon he he wanted. Since you know this is now the uh, fifth time, or yeah, fifth time in the last six years that the 49ers have drafted a uh, defensive lineman in the first round. So here we are again doing the same thing. But the motor this guy has, he he doesn't stop until the whistle blows. So I think he's going to be an immediate. Um, he's going to make an immediate impact. And I spoke about uh, Shanahan. You know. I thought he'd go offense, but even he said after the draft, because he was questioned about that, he said, you know, him and his friends would play Madden back in the day. They'd build their own team from scratch, and he would start off with, like, a defensive lineman, Michael Strahan, for example, and then he said all of his other buddies would go Randy Moss. So I guess it's not so much of a surprise, as, as surprised <laughs> as I was, that he went defensive line. But, you know, we had Jerry Judy on the, on the board, C.D. Lamb, both guys the, the Niners were linked to, um, but he, instead he went a different route and took Kinlaw, so – that beefs up that uh, defensive line even more so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, amongst everything that happened with the trading back, just, just one pick, but um, I totally can see why they would go that direction in, in hindsight, because when I was thinking of wide receiver, they did lose Emmanuel Sanders. And it, it's, it's a, uh, it's interesting to see how, that's going to play out. Do you think in later picks, how how are they going to play the wide receiver group? Do, do you think they're going to kind of bolster what they got going, or do you think they're going to try to get a vet? Like, how, how do you think of them going that way with with the defensive tackle now in there? That that's the first. Well, they got a, a first round, but well, we had that. Um, how do you see them proceeding? We had oh, the yeah, first yeah. pick also. Uh, yeah, along, we, we we ended up yeah. Um, in, in that trade with, with Tampa, we ended up trading a seventh-round pick and got the 14th pick a fourth-rounder. So they ended up using that fourth-rounder, the 31st pick, and a uh, seventh-rounder to trade back up. They moved up to 25. They got Minnesota's pick. And with that pick, they got a guy who uh, yep. so, so I might be familiar with, uh, Brandon Ayuk, the uh, ASU wideout. This is a pretty crazy stat that uh, Trey Wingo kept alluding to uh, – after the pick, he said, uh, Ayuk has a 81 inch wingspan, which is the rec, uh, the record combine history record for a player under six feet. It's only one inch shorter than uh, Megatron's Kelvin Johnson, the Detroit great. His, his wingspan was 82. However, Kelvin Johnson was five inches taller. So they got a guy that has mitts and 
Uh, a few of the games the Niners were in, since uh, Emmanuel Sanders is no longer with the team, there was a few times that Garoppolo just missed uh, Sanders on the deep ball, including the Super Bowl. And uh, with a wingspan like this that this guy's got, you know, those those balls that were not caught in, in previous games are now going to be landing right in this guy's grasp. So, And I watched them. I watched them all through all college. I'm a huge ASU fan, as you know, born and raised and die hard, and I love my players. And uh, – <laughs> Him and him and Nikhil Harry were were really identical. They're just ballers, and I always found it so hard to believe that the ASU Sun Devils couldn't make it that far with having those two guys playing. But Brandon Ayuk, I mean, I watched him in person last year, and this guy, he's such a baller. He's he's just so quick. He's so right. tall. He's so big. He's just he's so reliable. He's not the type of receiver that's going to drop a wide open pass. He's going to be the receiver that gets that ball, braces for contact. He loves fighting for yards. He fights for those extra yards and. They got they got such a solid receiver in that guy, and, I, and I'm so 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 jealous that he went to the 49ers <laughs> because, like I said, I, I'm a huge ASU and I love seeing my boys flourish in the NFL. But kind of stung to see him go to a division rival, you know, just making you know just to know that he's going to go to that stadium, you know, the, to where he you know the same state that he played college in, he's going to be there two times a year. Just it breaks my heart, but I'm but I'm super stoked for for Kyle. He's going to have a definitely a player that he's yeah. in love and he's going to be a Niner definitely. for a long time. I believe that. Cause that guy, it's, he has a lot of talent. Kyle, but, Kyle, say, do you, do you how, how much, how much stock do you put in, in them trade? I saw this earlier. I just want to ask you really quick. How much stock do you put in them trading away Marquise? Goodwin? Oh, that's, that's almost a done deal at this point. We're just kind of looking at the clock every so often. Yeah, it is. Okay. Dallas supposedly was a, was a big suitor for him. Who knows if the CD lamb, uh, trade or, uh, acquisition is going to change that at all. But I did want to say, since the side touched on it, uh, Ayuk, he just screams out Kyle Shanahan. He's such a such Kyle Shanahan guy. He actually led the whole – as good as this draft class is at the receiver position, he actually leads the league uh, – leads the, the class in uh, yards after catch. So that's obviously one of the yep. key components that uh, – exactly. Yak. That's a yeah. yak guy. Okay. He is Shanahan. a baller. He is yeah, tough, he, man. You, you look at his stats, and he's also a, a, a stud uh, in the special teams. He had a, a crazy uh, – return against i want to say oregon maybe but he, he was a factor in the special teams as well so uh yards after catch is definitely something shanahan you know doesn't scoff at at all gotcha yeah it's god they're just stacking up on that uh, yeah shanahan one of the brightest if not the brightest offensive mind in in the nfl i or young minds like he he's going to make good use of these young guys with good hands and, and good speed. So you, oddly enough, oddly enough, I I was going to say, oddly enough, uh, Shanahan, even after the draft said they were considering taking him at 13. So that's how high he thought of them. Yeah. Wow. I want to be, that must feel really good. (laughs) I want to have been surprised. That dude must be on cloud nine right now. He said the, he said the That's only awesome. receiver he had neck to neck with him was CD Lamb, who they they could have taken, but I think this guy just fits the uh, fits the personnel a hell of a lot more. Um, a couple picks before that, Chargers and uh, rounding out our first round discussion, Chargers got Kenneth Murray, linebacker out of Oklahoma. Gus Bradley gets another young stud to add to that defense. Austin, how would you grade this pick? Man, so they traded up. They traded their second and third round pick with the Patriots. They traded up to grab uh, Kenneth Murray from Oklahoma. Um, I really, really like this pick. I mean, I didn't like it so much at first, but I kind of did a little bit of studying on Kenneth Murray. And, man, this dude's a stud. He was a stud in college, racked up over 260, almost 260 tackles the last two years of the uh, college. So, I mean, the guy is everywhere on the field. He's a run stuffer. He can pass. He can rush the passer. Um I guess they one thing that one flaw he has is pass coverage. So, so uh, I know I know Gus Bradley can definitely work work with him on that. But man, another defensive playmaker for the Chargers. You look at their you look at their defense and it's Pro Bowlers everywhere. You got Joey Bosa, you got Melvin Ingram, you've got you've got uh, Derwin James, Casey Hayward on the corners, Desmond King, Derwin James. Probably there's there's three real leaders on that <laughs> defense now because uh, I, I look at. I heard like he, leadership is a big thing to Kenneth Murray, and I guess he was a huge leader for Oklahoma, obviously. Um, so you got three real leaders on that defensive side of the football. You got Der, uh, Derwin James, 
uh, Joey Bosa, and now you've got Kenneth Murray. I mean, this this defense is is, is scary, yeah, man. It definitely like, is. They needed that. They, they're going to flourish this, next for year their, for their for the Chiefs and everything. It, I think it's very smart. Um, like like most things, like with Herbert as well, with the accuracy, it can be it can be taught with good coaching and just laying the groundwork and the foundation down for Murray to succeed. And with the guys that they have, it's definitely there. And they need they need to compete with the Chiefs, especially after uh, this last season, a down year, um, just scratching, just knocking on the door of the Super Bowl almost. Like, it, it really needs to happen for the Chargers. And it's it's going to come through on defense, I feel. I, I really feel like, they're going to need those guys to step up and play their hearts out to earn, to earn that respect amongst AFC West, because it with, with the Raiders, they're kind of in do or die mode as well. Gruden has had his couple seasons, but now it's like, they're moving to Vegas. It, it's coming. The Broncos, they got their guy in drew lock. They feel, and they still, they still have a very, very good defense as well. And it's the chargers are really, really going to have, to show their worth amongst all these guys that we're still here that 2018 season. Like we're, we're still competing. It, it doesn't matter like what had happened. Derwin James, oh man, it's, it's going to be insane. I, I can't wait for that first game with all these guys that, that first uh, chiefs chargers game in particular, and to see how they can compete against Patrick Mahomes because it's it's night and day these these I feel like it can't be stressed enough that these college guys know that it's totally night and day like they don't see anybody like Patrick Mahomes or uh Tom Brady like with these older guys like when once you step on that field you really do feel like you're in a different world than you were in college and I feel Murray will adjust nicely right oh it's gonna be definitely exciting to see him go up here him and that defense go up against Mahomes. I mean, if you look at the Chargers defense, obviously there's 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 one hole, and I think it was that linebacker yeah. course. So they really went out and traded up and got that, got that linebacker in the first round. So I mean, we have Drew Tranquil. He uh, he's showed some promise last year. Uh, he 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 was pretty decent for us. So him and him and Murray are not going to play along each other, and hopefully hopefully it works out well. I think it will. Something too. I was going to say um, that I that I forgot. I said I was going to uh, before I started the show is. I, I did not know this, and I wanted you guys to call me out. So Brandon Ayuk from ASU, his his wide receivers coach will be Wes Welker. I did not know Wes Welker was a wide receivers coach in San Francisco yeah, was... 49ers. Am I am I that am I that distant or is that I I, I, when I looked I it no up idea, myself because yeah. I okay okay because I heard he was yeah, going he, into coaching, but I, I didn't he, know he was he there was last actually, year. That was his first. He was actually there yet. Kind of shocked. First year with the team, and uh, after. After Ayuk got drafted by the Niners, uh, Susie Culver, I think it was, interviewed him, and he kept referencing because they kept the uh, the culture that um, Wes Walker was pitching to him before they took him. So he said, you know, they were pretty familiar with one another. Yeah, that's Wes Walker, man. That's awesome. <laughs> that guy. That's a total that guy. I thought he had a, a an amazing historic run with the Rams. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it was really weird seeing him in that uniform. I'm not gonna lie. It was really weird. It was it was strange. I, I remember when they got him mid season. I was like, okay. You're, like I, I was doing that. I remember. I was like, dude, hell yeah, man. I was like, Wes Walker. You're like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, he won't be he won't be in horns by January. Yeah, and he wasn't. It was it was over for him. Yeah, very good. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I could see him being an incredible coach though. That dude, he he showed that he had he had the promise on the field to the experience that he gained. I feel that he he can spread it amongst this this young wide receiver core, and and I'm excited for them to be able to work with him. Um, you you said it was last year was his first year as the coach for the Niners. He had, he had a he had a where was he? At yeah, before? sorry, I lost my reception yeah he, last year was his first first season with the Niners You're good. and um obviously I missed what you guys said after that but yeah obviously you know Wes Walker was one of the best at his position so when when we signed him I knew it was a it was a cool hire and and the yeah the guys have Houston, Texas. Good, good things since but um upon getting drafted uh Ayuk was interviewed asking what 
he knew about the team and all he kept saying was Wes Welker, Wes Welker. So I guess Wes Welker was pretty, um, he was a deciding factor in, in going cool, uh, to the with the Niners either with Dave. Good first round boys. It's uh, it's going to be an interesting rest of the draft. We're going to, it's going to move along pretty quick here. Rams hat still haven't picked yet. They're at 15 right now. Marlon Davidson taken from Auburn defensive tackle to the Atlanta Falcons. That's the most recent pick. Um, Seattle Seahawks, Seattle Seahawks are on the board as we speak. What's really cool is uh, Anto- Anton Winfield Jr. just got drafted by the Buccaneers. Yeah. His father played for, I believe, the Vikings and the, and the Bills, right? Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, That's Winfield. Cool. He was a savage. He had a, his reaction, his whole reaction around getting drafted is probably a lot because he got drafted, but second, he's going to get to play with Tom Brady and Gronk, who wouldn't be excited to get drafted by the Bucks this year, huh? Oh, right. Oh, they're living, right. The, they're living big time over there, whoever gets drafted over there, man. Could you ever imagine yourself saying that even a month and a half, two months ago? Like, oh, uh, getting dra- drafted to the Buc- uh, Buccaneers. How how does that if, how does that work? Ima- imagine if uh, imagine if uh, Tom Brady had gone to the uh, to the Las Vegas Raiders and he had brought he had brought Gronk over to the Raiders oh, as well. It would have been insane. Goodness. No, I would have got that Gronk oh, jersey man. so quick. <laughs> that that would be that. I would never wear another uh, another jersey, but that would that would be cool to see eighty nine. Gr- Real quick though, I got a yeah yeah. Go ahead, man. I got a question for you guys. What do you guys think about Green Bay not drafting a wide receiver or running back for for Aaron oh, Rodgers yeah. to draft in Jordan Love? It's a it's a total. I I saw today and I couldn't put it uh, into words any better. It's it's like when what Brett Favre was 35, 36 years old and they they brought in Aaron Rodgers. It's yeah. like that. It's like. It, they're they're opening that window like Rogers window is still it's 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 cracked over it it's still there but they got they got to think about the future they got to think about the future and it, it's a proven year for both of these guys like Rogers does have a lot to prove like he they made it to the NFC championship of course and he but it was very lukewarm season by the Packers this year even yeah going that play, far it just felt didn't their play did not reflect their record it did no it didn't i and if we're talking about this six months from now packers are in a good spot to win win the nfc like this and that but like as of now that that it was a great first season for matt lafleur as head coach i i am i'm very stoked for him as an ex-ram uh offensive coordinator and everything i i feel that he he has he has what it takes to really lead that team and I mean, what they went thirteen and three. Can you can you really fake that? Can they you fake that? The How would you feel if you're in history? Yeah, <laughs> I'll drop that. <laughs> they were a bad thirteen. And yeah, it's I'm like I feel lie. so right, bad that, saying but... that, and I'm not even like I am not a Packers guy at all. Like I, I I'm not a. I've never. Yeah, I've never once been a fan. But it that it felt weird, man. It felt weird. It felt like the Seahawks. We're the better team. How, how would you feel if you're Aaron Rodgers right now? Chip, would you the chip on the shoulder. Yeah. Boulder Agreed. on the, I think, I think Boulder on the shoulder. Not swinging. Uh, he's going to have something to prove. Yeah. Obviously, he's going to. This guy's, you know, next in line, the heir apparent. But uh, I think he'll show him the ropes, but I think he's going to do so with a chip on the shoulder, just like Drew, just like Drew said. And it's funny because he, yeah, because at that morning he was on the Pat McAfee radio show and he, he had asked him he was like, "What do you think they're gonna go?" And he's like, "Well, we haven't drafted a you know an offensive player in like 15 years, so I'd be super excited if they went wide receiver." <laughs> no, nope. ended up being his replacement. Oh, they went offensive player for yeah. sure though. Yeah, was he the was he the last pick, the last offensive player? No, I don't think I because you said 15 years like. No, the Chiefs got that like guy offensive, from LSU. like playmakers uh, or something like that. Like I guess like a wide receiver. Oh, oh okay, end. okay, yeah, yeah, gotcha, yeah. Um, if if Aaron Rodgers gets hurt, his his career as a Packers over. If Love can prove, if Love can go in, if if the Packers, if a blocking assignment is missed and Aaron Rodgers goes down with another injury, God forbid, because I love watching him play. Um, Packers are down twenty three to ten in the third quarter, and Love. Pitches a little comeback, a little rally. I think I think it's safe to say that 
uh, Aaron Rodgers' career as a Packer would probably be over. Like, but he has the resume to can continue. It just depends on how serious the injury. But he needs to stay healthy, and he needs to say he needs to stay slinging. Like, he pitches a an offensive player of the year or or MVP even season then it's Aaron Rodgers' game. It's Aaron Rodgers' world, and Jordan Love's just li- living it. Like, it's... Yeah, and Rodgers have a player that kind of, like, makes the team revolve around him. You know what I mean? Like, yep, he, you know, yep. if, he doesn't agree with play, if he doesn't agree with a play call with his coach, he'll be the first one to argue Audible. with his coach. He doesn't agree with a route from a receiver, he'll be the first one to argue with his receiver. You know, he's a type to, you know, obviously, you know, break the tablets. And it just seems like <laughs> – it just seems like that pick kind of – tells Rodgers, like, yo, it, it is in your world. Like, the Packers don't revolve around you. You know what I mean? It's like, we have a new coach. You can't toss me around the way you tossed around McCarthy. Like, yo, like, get on your heels and get ready to play and compete because this guy's coming for your job. Yeah, it's ooh, it's crazy. It's a crazy world where the Packers, where, you know, Aaron Rodgers, it's like a world breaker. It, but, I mean, Shit, go go to a Super Bowl again, man. Like, do do it. Prove prove that you're still the guy because it it could easily be it, it's it's going to be the polar opposite of of one outcome to the other for this season for him. I feel like if he's playing lukewarm, they're probably going to put in love. If he's playing on fire, he he's obviously going to stay in. If he's if he's playing really bad, he's done as a Packer. It's like, it, but I feel like uh, polar opposite outcomes. I feel like if he plays because I feel like love is going to be they they got to they got to treat that stock that they put into love very delicately. It, they they drafted this guy so high. It's like they got to be able to be ready to play this guy for the future and beyond. So it's that's a very good that's a very good funny question. Thought, yeah. Would it be funny would it be funny if the Bears took uh, Jake Fromm? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think they will? Are they? They're on the clock right now, right? Or no, no, the Steelers are. Okay. Yeah. Oh no. Uh, ooh, let's see. Let's see who they go. Because I I was looking at the big board. Okay, Steelers still on the clock. But yeah, do you really think they'll go from? I mean, I hope they do because Mitchell Drabisky is. Uh, I don't. He's like another. They got fools though. Junior. I mean, I feel very dumb for saying that because like it's like Nick, Fo- but Nick Foles got hurt last year and he got replaced yeah. by Minshew. And Minshew was playing pretty damn well. It was kind of like one I of the scenarios. Don't think, I don't think that I don't think Trubisky was worth that pick. No, no. Oh, man. Oh, Especially boy. you set you set him aside like nowadays, like they're doing on Instagram all day. And beside Watson and Mahomes, it's like God, man. Oh, jeez. Like imagine if Mahomes <laughs> had been a bear and he had a good defense. Oh my! Goodness. I got one for you guys with with all this quarterback talk. Uh, this was a stat that I found pretty interesting regarding one of the teams that went quarterback in the draft. Um, this team has the fewest starting QBs since 2001. They've only had three. Can you guys guess what team that is? And can you name which three quarterbacks it was? Chargers. Nice. Yeah, so you probably saw the it same was, stat uh, I did. Doug Flutie, yeah, so wow. Doug Flutie obviously had the, the least amount of games, only 22 which is I thought New England or, you know, maybe Green Bay would have had that mark. But I, I, I tend to we tend to forget how or I do anyway. Philip Rivers, how long he was there and just how few quarterbacks they've had is because the, ne- the next closest yeah, the next closest team had five and it was New England. So uh, I just thought that was a crazy stat once uh, Herbert was off the board and went to uh, L.A. Who has the most? Oh, it's the Browns, right? Yeah, that's a dumb question. Oh, yeah. Uh, Browns and Cardinals. I answered my question before I finished. Browns, Cardinals, Dolphins. Uh, yeah. Okay. Wow. <laughs> I, I hope. I hope they like. They have the family lineage of the strength and conditioning coach for the Chargers, like from back then till now. I hope it's like. I hope it just becomes generational because they're keeping those guys healthy to start their the the quarterback consistent because that no that's an incredible stat. Doug Flutie too, like. Cause I was, I was trying to think of teams. I was, I, I was a Packers was on the tip of my tongue, but I thought about the injuries sustained, and and I was like, there's, it's no way, it's three, and then I really couldn't right. think of it. But Chargers. Do you guys, yeah, do you guys remember when Doug Flutie? Yeah, for the, pa- the, for the, yeah. For the Patriots. I think he was on on the Patriots, right? Yeah. He was on the Patriots at that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah he did, did a little <laughs> drop kick, a little little career f- farewell. That was cool. 
I, I still see that video and yeah. constant like um, highlight little highlight videos, and it does it makes me happy. It makes me as happy as I can be to see a Patriots clip. <laughs> Belichick smiling and everybody. All right, Bears on the board. Yeah, that'd be cool. Like I said, if the Bears either took like Jalen Hurts or if they took Jake Fromm, that'd be crazy. Yeah, Hurts still out there. Where's Hurts going? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. But speaking of the division, division rival Seahawks, first two, uh, first two picks they've gone. They've gone fully defense, which is no surprise. Daryl Taylor. They just went Daryl Taylor. Who did? Who else did they get? Jordan Brooks, linebacker from Texas Tech. Okay, I see. Yeah, yeah. I. What does the Bears needs <laughs> besides quarterback? <laughs> Isn't it crazy how like, like maybe last the last couple of years I thought here like, oh, see, I was gonna start sucking. They're gonna be the bottom feeders, no. and then freaking Russell Wilson just turns into a freaking MVP, man. I'm like, <sighs> no, that yeah, that that team is the epit- that it's like. 18 lives instead of nine lives. Like they just find ways to win in insurmountable circumstances. Like Pete Carroll, Pete Carroll's coaches ass off for that team. He's so, he's so good. He's so good. He's, he's a blessing to that, as, that whole city. As <laughs> you know, they as love him. Lamar Jackson was last year and winning that MVP award. I thought Russell Wilson deserved a little more praise just because you take Jackson away from that lineup and they're still a pretty decent team. Whereas you take Russell Wilson out of, out of yeah. the Seahawks lineup, and they're probably sub five hundred. So I don't. It's it's that that point could go for either though because when Flacco was starting to play poorly, the Ravens really shot down. And but and when Russell Wilson, if if he's not there, it's 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 kind of the same scenario. But I, I agree, like it. The playmakers that Russell Wilson makes is so much more than Lamar Jackson making. Lamar Jackson, he makes himself a playmaker. Where Russell Wilson makes everybody a stud. It seems like the way he throws the ball and and his accuracy and everything. Like, but he's amazing on his feet as well. I agree. They're gonna be hard next year because you saw the the great year that Metcalf had. Uh, he was a ro- yeah. and he was a rookie. Oh man, you know? he is he is dude's a monster, man. I can't the offense, the yeah. Take him. That upsets me. They chose Andy Isabella over him. Andy Isabella I, saw less than 10 snaps. I feel your pain. You, Before the Niners took Debo Samuels, I thought we were going to go Metcalf, and everybody wanted him, wanted us to. And, I mean, it turned out to be, you know, a, a good thing for us. But at the same time, that guy was just a freak of nature. Yeah, it's saying it sucks that he ended up with Seattle. Ooh. Bears went cornerback. I think going back to Russell Wilson, though, um, I think Russell Wilson could be just the most valuable player in the NFL. That's like, what I'm saying. Ever. Like, not ever, but currently, like, from overall, to the next I mean? guy is currently yeah. insurmountable compared to what I was getting at with Jackson and Baltimore. But yeah, like when we have a 2020 all team, he's Russell Wilson's probably gonna be the best quarterback yes, on that damn list. I, I agree. Yeah, he's. I. Don't don't you don't you guys just hate having to go up against his ass? Too I do because the Niners, <laughs> the Niners will have. I hate it. I hate seeing Seattle on those. Yeah, the schedule. Niners will have him dead to right so many times, and he'll wiggle through. He'll wiggle past guys yep. and wiggle through like tackles and throw a little dinker to somebody wide open and score the game winner. It's so frustrating. Yep. Or on his back foot across the, the field. I hate him, but I love him. Ugh. Think about this. Russell Wilson. Oh, my God. <laughs> I lo- yeah, same. Russell That's Wilson has won, in, has won in – go ahead. Sorry. No, no, I was I was done. That's my relationship with him, too. I, I love him and I hate him. Yeah, and Russell Wilson, literally, two thousand th- since 2013, he has only lost one game in Arizona, and that was his career. His first career start was in Arizona in 2012. <laughs> sorry. 2012 week one at Arizona was Russell Wilson's first career start. He lost that game by a point. Ever since 2012, he has never lost in Arizona. Can you believe that? That's that's insane. That insane. That's insane. He won in 2013, 2014, 15, 16, 17, 18, and 19 in Arizona. Wow. And unbelievable. That's why whenever I go to the whenever I went to those games, 
there were so many signs there. They would just say, whose house? And they'd be like, we're house. <laughs> they would just say stuff like that all the time. Like, oh, my goodness, it's true. Yeah, he is, he's incredible that he doesn't have to worry about his spot for a very, very long time as long as he keeps playing at that level. The pass that he made last year, I was watching um, at work. I, I just had my phone propped up and my hands free uh, driving around doing deliveries. And, and um, the NFL played that that Thursday night game, uh, Rams-Seahawks, where Greg DeLeg missed the walk-off field goal to win the game. And it was it was it's probably the best touchdown pass thrown all year was Russell Wilson in the corner, I think, to who was it? It wasn't Metcalf. It was was it Richardson? He made a toe tap catch. I think that the Amazon next gen stat said it was like a it was like a twenty three percent chance of him getting it, probably lower thirteen. Because Russell Wilson he dropped back. Aaron Donald's breathing down his neck and he still makes the throw into the corner of the end zone in triple coverage. And it's like that, that's, that's when I knew you, you just, you know, those games that all of us, we know those games when like a play like that happens, like we want to keep our spirits high, but it's like, that was the game. It was like that breathed all the air out of, out of the team. I feel like no matter how close it gets, no matter what lead they get, this game is still going to be lost. That's where I felt that. And that was so early. I was like, and they were, the Rams were fighting that whole game. I felt the season was over in that game. That was week five Thursday night football game. Oh, man, Russell Wilson killed me. But, yeah, I love him. I love him. He's a cool character. He's a cool guy. He's just a pest. He's a huge pest. I'm trying I, – I appreciate you guys elongating us a little bit. If we, if we need to cut it off, the Cowboys are on the board with the Rams on the next pick. So, I'm just sitting here waiting, refreshing, seeing it. So the Cowboys just made their pick. Rams are on the clock. Ram, uh, Cowboys pick Trevon Diggs from Alabama. Uh, cornerback, sorry. So they went secondary. Uh, Jalen Johnson, corner, I mean, two the, cornerbacks the in a row. Jalen Johnson from Utah. Oh, so okay. no QB dreams. So number 20, or in the second round, number 50. Or, sorry, 52. I'm tripping. Um, overall, first pick for the Rams. It's looking – I don't think they're going to go offensive line this early. It's been I I've, I've been flip flopping a bunch, just trying to see who would drop this low as tough as it is. Let's see what we got. Ooh. I wouldn't be shocked if they went linebacker after losing out on um uh Corey Littleton, but they did get a. Leonard Floyd, that, that that signing was made official today. Leonard Floyd and Deshaun Robinson. Let's see. The Jalen Ramsey pick, the Jalen Ramsey deal is looking honestly, it's looking more and more crisp crisp. The way the way he's been playing, or the way he played late in the season. He was quiet and it wasn't obviously it wasn't the best season for a defending NFC champion, but he, I, I can't really, I can't really hate on getting one of the best cornerbacks in the whole league. It's just, it's fine with me. Yeah. A seminal too. He's disgusting. I think also it came down to, cause the Niners were interested in him. So it was kind of trying to keep him from, from falling in our lap. So you guys did yeah. what you had to, it made sense, you know, yeah, one hundred percent. Just keeping him, keeping him out of there. One sec. Ooh. McVeigh, when are you ever gonna get a first round pick for once? All right. <laughs> I know, right? So I can never get first round picks for them. He'd... So yeah, it looks like, like I said, I I haven't looked at at any sort of mocks really. Just been kind of going off my own, but. Looking at the Rams wire, it looks like they're looking at Zach Bond from Wisconsin, an outside linebacker, just like I said, to take that spot of Corey Littleton. He's a stud. He'd be a nice little pick. And then 57, they have the pick five pick uh five picks later, Robert Hunt from Louisiana Lafayette, offensive lineman. They do need to bolster that offensive line though. Oh man, they took Cam yeah. Akers? What? Okay. <laughs> No way. Okay. They're, they didn't go on. They went Cam Akers. 
Wow, I love it. I'm wearing my Florida State Seminoles shirt right now. Cam Akers, the absolute stud, the workhorse of the Florida State Seminoles for the last couple of years as, as they've been down. Oh, man, I'm super stoked. The all-around back. That's the Todd Gurley right there. Oh, man. You know I love me some Akers, Asai. Oh, oh for sure. I'm super stoked. That's your boy. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, my goodness. I wish I could see. I'm going to have to watch it live. I bet I bet people are, are kind of pissed about it. They're probably going to go linebacker at 57 then. But – who knows? This is yeah, just this. Probably. This reeks. This reeks absolutely reeks of the top the Todd Gurley pick their last year in St. Louis when they were pick ten overall, and everybody thought they were going to go lineman or something like that. Just just because I don't even think Nick Foles was traded yet, but like we were absolutely nothing at quarterback, and it was like just get an offensive lineman. They ended up going Todd Gurley number ten overall, and I I liked it. I like this. I love Cam Akers. I know. I know. I've I've watched so. I've watched all the Florida State Seminoles games, the worst ones, the best ones, and he's an absolute stud. I'm super stoked on this. Honestly, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Daryl Henderson, Malcolm Brown, and Cam Akers in the backfield. Oh, I'm I'm very excited. That felt. Ooh, I wonder. You were you were totally. Thinking I was. Yeah, I was thinking like Corey Littleton's out. Dante Fowler out like they got to They got to go linebacker early, but I think it's a good use of the pick because the dude has such talent and he's so all around that they can implement him in the offense damn near day one. And like they have to pick the at 57, five picks later. So they can go linebacker right then and there or offensive line, whatever they choose to feel. So just to pass up on the talent, I, I do like kind of bringing it in and taking that guy right at that spot. I think it works out perfectly because I would have been bummed to see the bills or somebody take him where like, I, I know Cam Akers. He's, he's, he's my, he was my favorite player on the Florida state Seminoles. So. It's pretty cool. Uh, it's pretty cool to see Stephon Diggs' little brother yeah. get picked huh? by the, by the Cowboys. Yeah, my sister's just now texting me about that too. It'd be cool to see them. Hopefully they, you know, hopefully they play one of these couple of these years and see him line up against his brother would be just the coolest thing ever. I'm about to send, I'm about to send a, I'll send a I'll send a selfie to the group chat. My in my in my Florida State shirt. Because I was gonna send it to my sister. I'll be like Cam Akers, baby. That's awesome, dude. I, I forget McCarthy's their head coach now. It's insane. Yeah. It's oh Trevon Diggs. He's he was savage too. Yes. Wow. Okay. I'm excited again. I was kind of I was kind of lukewarm about everything like leading up to Rams picks, but that that kind of that made me super stoked. It just it, something like that really excited than I already am for football season. But a long way from there, boys. Um, yeah, I cannot. Thanks so much for the conversation. Hard, you guys are awesome. Thank you so much for listening. If you are, um, I'll throw the boys ads for social media in the in the description of the podcast, definitely follow them. Definitely check them out. Um, we'll be back soon, probably to recap just most, uh, probably all picks of, of our respective teams um, in a few days after the weekend, we'll get this over with and start talking about the future of these guys. Oh man. And the, and then, Excited, yeah, I'm excited. Thank you for having so me, much man. fun. Oh, Jalen Hurts to the Eagles. <laughs> wow. Okay. Oh, there wow. Okay. There you okay. Go. Drama. Oh, Carson Wentz is uh, getting a little <laughs> too hurt there. Huh? Okay. All right, boys. Well, have fun. Be safe. Enjoy your Friday. Enjoy your weekend. Thank you, Keep man. watching the draft, and uh, we'll be we'll be John at each other talk, talking about little picks here and there, but. Thank you so much for listening if you are, and we'll uh, catch you guys next time. Always a pleasure. Thank you, brother.